Hello everyone, how are you doing today? Welcome to Tall Tales with Alex and today's adventure, Captain Old Jim Fishbreath and the Big Race. Now, as we dive into this world, I want you to close your eyes and imagine a shop. It's a very tall and thin shop. The bricks are a deep red. There are two big windows on either side of the front door. In these windows are hundreds of tiny snow globes. Above the door is a sign that looks very old and faded. The sign reads, Mrs. Cardinal's Magic Snow Globe Shop. Keep using your imagination and let's walk through the front door. Mrs. Cardinal's shop has so many snow globes on so many shelves that you can't even see the back of the shop. And the shelves are so high that you can't even see the ceiling. Nobody knows where Mrs. Cardinal came from or how long the shop has been there because the shop has been there longer than anyone has been alive. Mrs. Cardinal's snow globes are magical and every single one is different. They're magical because as we look at them, the snow globes take us to an amazing world far away from the one we're in now. Keep your eyes closed and let's walk over to a shelf and pick up a snow globe. Wow, that is such an amazing snow globe. Let's get a closer look and see what's inside. Inside this snow globe is a pirate ship. The ship is sitting on the brightest blue water you've ever seen. Instead of snow, there's lots of little bits of golden glitter, like tiny bits of treasure floating all around it. We're back for another story with Captain Old Jim Fishbreath and the crew of his pirate ship, the Golden Plunder. The Golden Plunder is known to be the fastest ship in all the seven seas, and its crew are the jolliest and friendliest bunch of pirates you could ever hope to meet. The ship is enormous and has four huge masts that stretch far into the sky above it. On each of these masts are five gigantic sails, so the ship has 20 sails in total. No other ship has nearly as many sails as the Golden Plunder. On the top deck is a very impressive-looking wheel, which steered the ship across the high, rolling waves. Stood behind that wheel is Captain Old Jim Fishbreath, bellowing orders at his crew in his unmistakable voice. Avast, ye lovers, man the riggins! And... There'll be a fair wind behind us, mateys. And how many times do I have to ask before someone brings me another tuna sandwich? Stood at his side was the ship's first mate, Steve. Steve was one of the cleverest pirates on all the seven seas, and the crew of the Golden Plunder loved him. He was missing one arm, but could climb the rigging and load the cannons faster than anyone else in the crew. From up high in the crow's nest, right at the top of the biggest mast, there came a call from Sea Leg Sally. She was bellowing loudly into a metal cone-shaped speaker. Captain Fishbreath! Land ahoy! Land ahoy! Old Jim Fishbreath pulled out his telescope, aimed it in the direction Sally was pointing, and put it to his eye. But he couldn't see a thing. Arr, where be this land? All I can see is darkness, endless black. First mate Steve tapped him on the shoulder and quietly said, Uh, Captain, 
I believe you might be able to see a little better if you switch eyes. You're holding the telescope to your eye with the eye patch. Captain Jim lowered the telescope, his face blushing red. Thank you, First Mate Steve. Let's keep that secret between us. You never saw a thing. I saw it, said Gigantic George from the lower deck. George was the tallest member of the crew, and even though he was stood on the lower deck, he was so tall that his head poked up just by the feet of anyone standing on the upper deck. He had enormous shoulders and legs as big as tree trunks. No, you didn't, replied old Jim as he pulled out a small piece of gold from his pocket and flicked it out to George. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right, um, I didn't see a thing, said George as he walked off, towering over all the other crewmates, the wooden boards of the lower deck creaking under each of his heavy footsteps. Trying again, Captain Old Jim Fishbreath raised the telescope to his working eye and peered through. He could see the island that Sally was calling down to him about. The famous Isle of Scurvy Dogs. This was the place where all the pirates of the world gathered together to drink, catch up on stories of each other's adventures, find out about the latest rumours of buried treasure, or just have a nice relaxing holiday at the Sandy Spar. We be here, crewmates. It's time to let down our anchor and then let down our hair. Enjoy yourselves. And all the crewmates took off their pirate hats, threw them into the air and cheered loudly in excitement. As each pirate left the ship to row themselves to the beach, First Mate Steve handed them a small bag of gold, their share of the plunder and treasure they had earned on their latest adventure. The gold was split evenly on the golden plunder, so every pirate got the same, which made the crew very happy. Every pirate on the seven seas wanted to be a part of Old Jim's crew. When they arrived at shore, Old Jim made his way through the busy streets towards his favourite tavern, the Sail Inn. As he walked, he passed by pirates of all different crews. There were pirates from the ship the Silent Sloop, aboard which all the crew members had sworn a vow of silence, which meant they never said a single word. He passed by pirates from a ship called the French Fancy, so called because all the crew were, well, they were all French. Their captain, Theodore Le Poisson, called out to him as he passed. Ah, Captain Fishpreze, a very pleasant day unto you, sir. How are you? I be doing well, Captain Le Poisson. Looking forward to a nice cold drink at the sailing, Jim replied. Ah, yes, sir. About that, said Captain Le Poisson. There is someone in the sail inn who would like to speak with you. A new captain. She claims to have the fastest ship in all the seas, even faster than the Golden Blunder. She's been telling everyone that her ship could uh, beat yours in a race. Oh, really? Well, we'll see about that, called Captain Old Jim Fishbreath as he continued striding towards the Sail Inn. The Sail Inn was the biggest inn on the whole island. It was four floors high, with bright yellow walls, and with balconies on every level which had large baskets of flowers hanging from them. 
From far away, you could hear the sounds of pirates cheering, laughing, and singing from inside. Old Jim walked up to the large swinging doors and pushed them open. He took a deep breath and smelled the familiar scents of drink, seaweed, a hint of cabbage, and wet wood. The sail inn always smelled like that. Behind the bar was the owner, Wet Whistle William. William was extremely old. Nobody knew exactly how old he was, and nobody was brave enough to ask. He raised a hand and waved to old Jim, calling out, Ah, Captain Fishbreath, how are you? A treat as always to welcome you here. Old Jim strode across the bar and slammed down a piece of gold on the side. William, you salty sea dog, how are you? I'll have one tankard if you be so kind, but I was hoping you might be able to tell me about this new captain I've heard about. The one who claims she has a ship faster than the golden plunder. As William began to pour Jim's drink, he said, Ah, yes, you'll be talking about the Captain Eloise Cutlass. She arrived on the island yesterday with her crew. Their ship is called the Windwalker. It's not a particularly big ship, but she's been telling everyone who listened that there's never been a faster ship in all the seas. Captain Old Jim Fishbreath picked up his drink, opened his mouth wide, and gulped it down in one. Then where do I find this Captain Cutlass? He asked William, and William pointed across the room to a small table in the corner, where there sat a crew of very brightly dressed pirates. At the centre of them was a woman with a humongous hat with a long white feather sticking out of it. Pour me another, would you, William? Seems I need a chat with our new friend. Captain Jim made his way across the room to the table of pirates and coughed loudly. <coughs> Greetings to I've not seen you at the sail inn before. My name is... Captain Old Jim Fishbreath, said the lady. I know exactly who you are, Captain. The whole pirating world knows you. The Captain of the Golden Plunder. Well, allow me to introduce myself. My name is... Captain Eloise Cutlass, of the ship The Windwalker, interrupted Old Jim. Aye, I've heard about you as well. I hear you think you have the fastest ship in all the sea. I don't think I have the fastest ship, said Captain Cutlass. I know I do. Well, if you're so confident, perhaps you'd be willing to take part in a little race, Jim asked. Eloise looked around at all her crewmates surrounding her. Then burst out laughing, and her crew joined in. Captain Old Jim Fishbreath, I would be delighted to race you. Why don't we get our crews ready and meet down at the docks in an hour? At that moment, Wet Whistle William arrived at the table with Old Jim's drink, who took it and gulped it down in one once again. Aye, he said. A race at the dark in one hour it is then. And he spun around, strode across the room with great purpose, and disappeared out the front doors. An hour later, old Jim stood on the docks next to his ship, alongside his crew and his first mate, Steve. The golden plunder was truly enormous. It made all the other boats around look like little toy ones. Along the docks were thousands of pirates. The whole island had heard about the conversation between the two captains 
and had come to see the race. Any pirate that couldn't find a space to watch on the docks had got into rowboats and rowed themselves out onto the sea to get a better view. Old Jim could hear some of them talking. I've heard that Captain Cutlass's ship is so fast that its crew have to tie themselves to the ship with bits of rope, or they might fly off it, said one. Well, I've heard that it moves so fast that it turns all the water behind it into steam, said another. Captain Fishbreath looked around, wondering where this amazing ship could be. It had been an hour already. Perhaps they've got scared and decided not to come and race. Maybe they saw the size of the golden plunder and turned around in fear, suggested Steve. But as he said it, there was a buzz among the thousands of pirates on the docks. Everyone began to whisper and point out to the sea. There, in the distance, was a ship with bright red sails. It sailed into the docks and arrived next to the golden plunder. It wasn't very big. The golden plunder must have been nearly three times the size of it. Where the golden plunder had four masts and twenty sails, this ship only had two masts and six sails. It doesn't look that impressive. I don't understand what all the fuss is about, said one of Captain Jim's crew. Captain Eloise Cutlass leapt over the side of her ship and landed on the docks in front of old Jim. Well, Captain Fishbreath, here she is. The fastest ship in all the seas. What do you think? Aye, she be a beautiful looking ship. Very new, very clean looking. But she's a tiny thing compared to the golden plunder, old Jim said. Don't be fooled by her size, Captain Jim. She cuts through the water quicker than any vessel I've seen. But if you're so confident, why don't we make this race a little more interesting? The winner gets to keep the other captain's boat. What do you say? asked Captain Cutlass. Captain Jim and his crew all burst into laughter. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Your boat will make a nice little dinghy that we can hang off the back of the golden plunder, bellowed old Jim. First mate Steve wasn't so sure. Uh, Captain, are you certain? I don't know if that's a good idea. Uh, I know you're confident... But we've never seen how fast this ship can go. If the rumours are to be believed, it's very fast. But Captain Jim just waved his hand and said, Nonsense, Steve. The golden plunder has never been beaten. We'll be fine. He turned and looked out to sea, pointing at a small island with a little palm tree in the distance. That's where we'll race to. We'll sail out to that island and loop around it, then sail back to the docks. First ship back is the winner. What do you say? Captain Eloise Cutlass agreed, and she and old Jim shook hands. As the two crews climbed aboard their ships, all the pirates watching on the docks began to cheer. Old Jim took his place at the wheel of his ship, with Steve at his side, ready to call out orders to the crew. He looked across at Captain Cutlass behind the wheel of her ship. A very small pirate stood at the end of the docks with a parrot on his shoulder. The parrot cried out, On your marks, get set, squat! And they were off. All hands on deck, you scurvy dogs, lower the mainsails. Man the riggins, we've got a race to win. For the pride of the golden blunder and all the crew work hard, you lovers. 
The crew began to frantically run around in all directions across the deck of the ship, pulling ropes here, tying ropes there, climbing up riggings and down ladders. One pirate skidded so fast across the deck that they almost went flying off the side of the boat, but gigantic George reached out and grabbed hold of them at the last minute, pulling them back onto the deck. The golden plunder was absolutely tearing through the waves at breakneck speed, the wind whipping along the ship as the pirates began to sweat under the hot sun. This might have been the fastest the golden plunder had ever gone. But as Captain Fishbreath looked across at the Windwalker, Captain Cutlass's ship, he could see that it was right alongside them. That little ship was nipping through the waves, its small size making it light and fast. They were neck and neck. As the two ships arrived at the small island with the palm tree, only one of them could loop around it first, but which one was it going to be? All hands to starboard! cried old Jim as he began to spin the wheel of the ship to swing it round to the left and around the island. As he did so, the two boats began to get closer and closer and closer to one another. There was nothing the Windwalker could do. It had to move to the side and let the golden plunder slip in front. If it didn't, and the two ships collided, it would surely be smashed to pieces by the sheer size of it. So the golden plunder took the lead as they looped the island, with old Jim Fishbreath letting out a cackling laugh. <laughs> but as they moved away from the island and began to sail back towards the docks, something happened. The Windwalker began to pick up speed. It was gaining on the golden plunder and soon they were side by side. Old Jim put his telescope to his eye and looked over at the wheel of the Windwalker where he could see Captain Cutlass looking back at him, waving and smiling. The Windwalker continued to pick up speed and overtook the golden plunder. The pirates on board began to panic. They scrambled around looking up at their captain. One of them cried, Captain Fishbreath, what are we going to do? We can't lose this ship, it's our home! Captain Jim looked at the faces of all of his crew, his friends who were relying on him. He'd been silly to say that the winner would get the other ship. He didn't know how fast the Windwalker could go, and he had let his confidence get the better of him. He looked over at the Windwalker and thought about how small it was, how light it was, then had an idea. I know what it is, you scurvy dogs. We be carrying too much weight. We're too heavy. We need to be lighter like the Windwalker. Start throwing things we don't need overboard, he shouted. I know what I need to do, said Gigantic George, as he began thundering towards the edge of the ship. No, shouted First Mate Steve. Don't throw yourself overboard, George. You may be a giant, but the captain didn't mean throw yourself overboard. Quick, run down below deck and start unloading the cannonballs off the side of the ship. All hands ran below deck and began running back and forth with cannonballs and throwing them overboard. The golden plunder began to pick up speed. We're gaining on them, shouted old Jim. What else can we throw off the edge of the ship? How about the tables? Ah, the tables, yes, all hands to the tables, they go, they go. And the pirates once again rushed down below deck, grabbing hold of the tables, running them back onto the main deck and throwing them over the side and into the water below. Again, the golden plunder began to pick up speed. They were gaining on the windwalker. Faster and faster they went. 
it was going to be close. As they approached the docks, the two ships were almost side by side with the Windwalker just in the lead. The sound of thousands of pirates cheering them on could be heard all across the island. The Golden Plunder continued to catch up to the Windwalker right up until the end of the race, as both ships sped into the docks, and it was over. The Windwalker had won the race. Captain Old Jim Fishbreath had lost his ship. Both captains steered their ships into the docks and lowered the anchor as the thousands of pirates swarmed down into the docks to congratulate the winner. Captain Old Jim Fishbreath climbed down from his ship and walked over to Captain Eloise Cutlass. Well, Captain, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm a man of my word. The golden plunder is yours. Captain Cutlass began to shout. Do you hear that, pirates? I'm the fastest captain of the seas. There's nobody alive that's faster than Captain Cutlass. I'm the greatest pirate captain that has ever lived. But in the background, First Mate Steve had noticed something. There was something strange about the Windwalker. He had spotted some ropes hanging into the water from the front of the ship. He walked over to take a closer look and could see that there were, in fact, twenty long bits of rope that went into the water, attached to the very front of the ship. Gigantic George, could you come over here for a second? he asked. George walked over to see Steve. Could you please start to pull on one of these ropes? I want to see what's on the end of them. And George grabbed hold of one of the ropes and began to pull on it. It was extremely difficult. He gripped and pulled with all his might, slowly raising the rope from the water, when suddenly out popped a shark with the rope tied around it. They've cheated! They've cheated! cried Steve in shock. Look, look, they've tied twenty sharks to the front of the ship to pull them along. They used the sharks to make themselves faster. Gasps went up around the docks as the pirates on the island began to realise what Captain Cutlass had done. Old Jim turned to Captain Cutlass and said, I can't believe it. You cheated. I thought we were sailing at a fair race. But you decided to try and trick not only me, not only my crew, but all the pirates on the island. The race is forfeit. If you didn't have those sharks, I would have won. The Golden Plunder is still the fastest ship in all the seas. Not only was it wrong of you to lie and cheat, but it was also wrong of you to tie up these sharks and use them to pull your ship. They should be free to swim. Steve, cut those sharks free. Now, as for you, Captain Cutlass, I could take your ship from you, as that was the deal we struck. But I shan't. I'm not that kind of pirate. But I want you to know that every pirate on the island saw what you tried to do today, and every pirate knows that what you did was very wrong. I want you to think about that. If you would race me in a fair way and last, I would have respected you just as much as if you'd won. Now, take your ship and sail away from here. I hope that you learn that what you did was wrong in one day. You make a name for yourself as an honest and fair pirate. And all the pirates on the dock began to cheer and chant Captain Old Jim Fishbreath's name. 
as Captain Cutler slowly began to walk back to her ship, with her crew trailing behind. Captain Fishbreath turned to his crew and bellowed, The vast, you lovers! Drinks down the sail in or on me! And that is the end of this adventure. Thank you so much for listening. What was your favourite part of the story? Maybe you could keep using your imagination to draw some pictures from today's adventure. If you're enjoying Tall Tales with Alex, don't forget to tell your friends about it. It would be amazing to share these journeys with even more children. To the parents, guardians and teachers, you can find me on Instagram at Tall Tales with Alex and now on my new website, talltaleswithalex.com. I'm already looking forward to our next adventure. I'll see you then.